Okay, so welcome everyone to the Where Are We Going Next uh, podcast, um, a podcast about travel uh, for travellers, brought to you by travellers. Today I have a very interesting guest who I'm super, super excited to speak to. So Lucy, could you please introduce yourself, tell us who you are and where online yeah, sure. everyone can find you? Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm Lucy um, Palaki. I'm a travel blogger slash photographer um, with a company called World um, Wandering Lens, which is my own company. Um, half Greek, 24 years old, going on 25 next year, sadly. <laughs> um, and that's about it, really. <laughs> uh, and so your, your Instagram is uh, at World Wandering Lens. That's, is that, yeah, that's, that's right. correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everyone should definitely go check it out. Honestly, your pictures are amazing. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's get straight into it. When um, when did you first start traveling? Is it something that you grown up with, or you started when you were eighteen? Tell us about that. No, I literally grew up. I suppose I because I was born in Greece because I'm half Greek, so I was oh, nice. born in Greece. Um, lived there for five years, and then um, moved to the UK when I was five. Um, so I suppose I can't remember it, obviously, um, but. I was going back and forth to England to see like my grandparents and things. And then mm -hmm. I would go back to Greece and live there. And then when I obviously came to the UK, I did the opposite way around. So I went over to Greece to see my dad and my family and then came back to the UK and live, obviously have lived here ever since. Um, so I guess I've always traveled. Um, I can't even remember the first memory I've had of me traveling because I've done so much now. Um, so yeah. yeah, I guess I've always done it. Yeah, well, um, that sounds like a very hectic but exciting uh, childhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even imagine what my mum was going through bringing yeah. two kids onto the plane <laughs> by herself. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Props to your mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so since you've kind of gone to other place places that other than Greece and England, sort of. Um, how many trips have you done, I guess? I think I've, I've visited 12 countries, I think, off the top nice. of my head. Um, so it's not that many, considering how many there is in the world. Um, <laughs> but I, I, trip-wise, I have no idea. Um, because I've done weekends away and um, longer stays as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've done a fair few, I would say, because a lot of the time I'm going back to the same sort of the same country, but obviously different places each time. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, quite a few trips, I suppose. That's uh, you know, some a lot of countries are very big, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to see. Uh, so much, and to one see. trip so is definitely <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of countries I've been to, and I've thought, yeah, two days was not enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I completely agree. Yeah um so how do you how do you like to travel do you are you a solo traveler do you travel with friends um it's really weird because I have done both um I think I would probably prefer to go solo just because mm. when you do go solo you get to do what you want to do yeah obviously totally. if you go with your friends it's to be fair, the only time I've gone with my friends is either like a party holiday where you just drink the whole time. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I've been um, it's a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit different. Whereas mm. 
when I've gone solo traveling, I've, I don't, obviously I don't really do that. So I tend to just actually explore a little bit more and I actually prefer to explore rather than going clubbing and getting drunk and hungover. So yeah, yeah. no, I I totally agree with you there. Um, I also find that traveling alone, because I'm like you, I love to explore and, you know, when you're with your friends, they're, they're like, oh, I don't want to get up so early or I don't want to go here. It's just so much easier. Yeah. You can just do what you like. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think you, you have the freedom as well. Like if you want to stay out late, you can stay out late. You don't have to, mm. not in a horrible way, but you don't have to think about other people. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, with your friends, you do have to consider everyone. So, um and everyone's feelings and you know if you're there for too long or you have a row it's just a bit of a nightmare isn't it (laughs) you can't escape so (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. but solo traveling does get lonely so they both have their pros and their cons so yeah it's nice to have the company with friends but um I suppose when you're solo traveling you meet people Mm. as well yeah that's that's the thing like solo traveling because when you're with friends you're so much less motivated to talk to to people you don't know because you're obviously with people you know already but when you're on your own you're more kind of like yeah okay I really want to meet people I've met some amazing people traveling on my own um yeah exactly yeah so no yeah totally um so following on from that are you sounds like you're kind of more of a budget traveler you like the whole hostel hostel life um I am I am and I'm not it's really weird because before I used to go to like hotels and I would book through um like travel like the big travel agents mm-hmm. um but I recently I haven't um recently I've been doing a lot of my own um organizing of holidays and stuff through different um websites and um yeah I think for me I am budget but I try to incorporate budget within luxury if that makes sense (laughs) so I try to make it as cheap as possible for me but I tend to I don't mind staying in hostels because I've literally done that for the past probably two to three years um Mm. But I think now I've, after coming back from my Australian trip um, a few months ago, um, I think I I need a bit of a break from hostels. Um, I'm probably oh, really? going for the more Airbnb. Yeah, <laughs> my hostels were great though. That's the thing. Like there was nothing against them. I got some really nice ones. Um, but I think it's having your own space and obviously people have you know some people want to go out you might not get much sleep or they disturb you and yeah it's I mean I don't mind doing either yeah Yeah. it's the same I suppose again it's pros and cons with everything um but I think for me I I try to get the cheapest still but I also try and find something that's quite nice um Mm. and if you can get it obviously in like a your own own place then that's then that's great yeah yeah uh i totally hear what you're saying um there's definitely been times when i've been in a hostel and i think okay i, I could do with you know not having so many people in this room <laughs> right yeah. now um but again pros and cons i guess it is the best way to meet people especially when traveling on your own yeah exactly uh, yeah i think it's definitely something that i'd recommend 
anyone experience at least once oh 100 percent yeah yeah. Um, yeah i've had some really good holidays through um through booking through hostels alone um mm. and i've had the best time so um depending on obviously which hostel you choose some can be awful yeah. and some can be really really great so i always recommend to uh look at the reviews yeah I, that's <laughs> um, something i always say yeah because i know on sometimes i use hostel world and a lot of the yeah. time i've looked at one it's like if you love partying go here but if you want to sleep this isn't the one for you <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i've yeah. seen those yeah so. i've actually stayed in a party hostel when i went to uh, budapest oh really um and it's called retox party hostel and if anyone wants to go to budapest and have a good time 100% you need to go to that hostel it's insane <laughs> um you won't get much sleep but it doesn't matter because the memories that you will have is just mm. the craziest ones so yeah highly recommend that place <laughs> yeah definitely um definitely you've got to experience the party scene yeah you've got to have um, it all really experience yeah. it all I, I mean I don't know you could tell me how you feel about this I maybe for a longer trip um the hotel might be a better idea because obviously you're, you're away for longer. I find if I'm only going away for one or two days, the hostel is a lot more manageable because I'm only there for a couple of days. You know, it doesn't really matter if you miss a few nights. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I really agree with that. Um, I mean, I just obviously I came back from Australia in end of January this year and I was away for two months and I was just going from hostel to hostel yeah um and i think for me because i quite like to have a permanent base mm. going from hostel to hostel was pretty difficult for me um i mean they were amazing that there was nothing wrong with them at all i picked some really nice ones that were dead cheap um but i think especially if you if you're wanting to go for more of a holiday and you're going to stay there for quite a while 100% go to a hotel yeah um but if you're there just for like a weekend break hostels are just as, as good to be honest <laughs> so and they're cheaper so <laughs> can't go yeah, wrong they're definitely a lot cheaper um so just to explore on that a bit more when you're saying you really struggle not having a base have you thought about how to kind of tackle that problem going forward if you do another long kind of long trip like that have you given that any thought um I haven't really but then I think for me if I would do like a long trip again I would probably base myself um in like an area of a country Hmm. um and then probably would obviously I don't know maybe live there um and then just take like mini holidays here and there or like travel around whilst you're still based somewhere um i think for me it's i'm i quite like to know that i've got a home and a roof over my head and especially when you you're traveling i mean i've traveled solo a few times before i did my big trip to australia but this is the biggest one that i've done um and for me I did it completely by myself. I left my house, my car, everything behind. So when you go somewhere else and you don't have that, it's like your your bubble of security just disappears and you've 
you're like, oh, yeah. I don't have a house anymore. <laughs> like, if something was to go, go wrong, wrong, where would yeah. I go? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I definitely think, because I was planning to live there, so I, I think if you're planning to live somewhere, definitely base yourself in a place and then travel, mm. um, you know, when you can. Um, but longer trips, I think that's probably what I would do now. I don't think I could... And to be fair, I was stupid. I did bring a 30 kilo um, backpack with me. <laughs> and I'm, when I say I'm tiny, I'm probably like five foot one, five foot two. Oh, really? That's um, definitely a, a sight to see, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I had to have all the fashion garments and all. Oh, but, yeah. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, if I hadn't have had that, and as well as my other backpack, which is probably 15 kilos on top of that, I think I would have been much better um, to be traveling around to the different hostels. I think it's because I just had to carry so much. It was just, mm. it was just a bit of a nightmare, but I got through it. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that idea kind of staying in a, a place for like, you know, a few months. And as you say, travel around the area at the weekend kind yeah. of reverse yourself I feel like I'm not a lot enough not enough people kind of talk about that in the, the kind of the travel world it's all kind of no. backpacking hostel 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 or you know the van yeah. life stuff normally talks about that slower kind of way no and travel. I think doing it that way it's like I've always said I live in the UK yet I have not seen a lot of the UK at all mm. it's I've probably seen more of Europe than I have my own home country um and I think when you settle yourself somewhere you just become very comfortable and you just think oh it's fine like, I've got the like the rest of my life to see these places yeah, but actually yeah. if you think about it you know it's probably better to see them as much like if you base yourself in one place it's easier for you to then go and see everything in that place and then venture out to another place and see more of the other place because people that probably live there haven't seen as much as probably what you have if you were to do that yeah um, I think, uh, I and i'm yeah. all about seeing every single bit of a country because even it like the hidden gems the things that you people probably don't talk about or you don't see or you just stumble across it's probably the best part of that place anyway so and you've obviously found it yourself so that's even better <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I my my dad lives in Spain actually, so that's how I kind of oh, relate nice. to that. So I've been around kind of the south of Spain and seen probably yeah a lot more of that than I've seen of <laughs> London. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I re I really like that um, that you're talking about this because as I said, I don't think enough people do. I think there's I think it's a really good idea to kind of travel more, especially if you get into that kind of nomad. Uh, way of life you know there's no you don't yeah. have to have that such craziness of here there and everywhere it's nice no to, and there's loads of countries I've been to and I thought you know I've in fact pretty much every country I've been to afterwards I'm like you know what I definitely need to go back because <laughs> it's like yeah. a list of things I haven't done um, yeah that's it so I think yeah no I really uh I'm really glad to hear that definitely um so just going back to you were saying when you were uh, so you're booking of holiday uh, trips 
Um, yeah. So you're saying you look around to try and find uh, kind of the best deal. Is there yeah. uh, like specific like websites you like best, providers? Don't yeah. Tell us about um, that. I probably my top three sites I would say is probably Skyscanner, Hostel World, <laughs> and Airbnb. Um, yeah, I used I to go on right. like these ones I can't even remember what they were called um I, I can't remember now but they they were just like I suppose a bit like booking.com um but I for some strange reason I don't like booking.com just because of the price really? yeah I, I don't know what it is I think it's just the 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 layout that they've got so for me um like i love airbnb's layout in terms of um finding a place mm. um i think booking.com to me is just a bit too much <laughs> i don't know <laughs> why um uh, maybe it's because I, I never really go on it i think maybe if i spent more time on it i would probably like it a bit more um but i I probably would compare compare the prices on booking.com to anywhere else. Um, So if I found a cheaper deal, I just want to double check with against booking.com if it, if it's cheaper or not. Um, Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I think for me, when I'm booking a holiday, I do a lot of research. Mm, Um, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of what you have to do, isn't it? To try and find the best. Yeah. I think options. people just book the first date um and I think if you can be flexible with your dates then it's better because then obviously you can get a cheaper deal but yeah. flights I tend I used to book flights and hotel together I now book flights and accommodation separate so mm. I'll go on Skyscanner and what I love about Skyscanner is that you can for let's say you're going on a European trip and you're going to multiple destinations, you can actually put a flight from, let's say, the UK to Spain and then from Spain to Malta and then Malta to France or whatever you want to do. And it will, you can do like multi-trips. Yeah. And I really, really love that. (laughs) Yeah, because if if you're going like on one-way trips all the time, it can be you know it's it might be a little bit cheaper doing it that way yeah um, that's what i found out silly i usually book like one flight at a time if that makes sense yeah so i yeah, was like so much I, cheaper. i'm gonna come on to this question next so when i'm deciding for like a, where to go a lot sometimes i just go on skyscanner and i go on the you know the everywhere option <laughs> to see what yep. the cheapest is nice. and then yeah if it's like a really cheap one i just book it and i don't even think about how i'm gonna get back here and then i look for a flight back is, is that something you've done or can relate to um i probably haven't but i think if because I was working before, so it was a little bit, it was a little bit difficult mm. for me to sort of do that. Um, but I think now if I, if I was to go again, away again, I would do that easily. Um, and I think I, I actually from Budapest, I didn't get a flight, but I, when I was in Budapest, I did actually just get a bus to Vienna, Ooh. but I had already booked my Vienna ticket back which was through Skyscanner as well. So I had my return flight. Um, so I just had to make sure that I got to Vienna in time hmm. and then 
make sure that I was ready to go back when my flight was. Um, so I guess I've done it that time, but other than that, I haven't done it any other times, but I would probably do it because I think it's just really easy and cheap. Yeah, definitely. And um, for just to go into more on that last bit about when you say you're taking a bus, because um, I've taken... Uh, no one really talks about coach travel because obviously it's not that glamorous. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> but how, how have you found it? Is it something you recommend? Because it is so much cheaper sometimes. So much cheaper. I think I paid 14 euros oh, that's so for good. <laughs> a bus that's from so Budapest to Vienna. And I think it wasn't that long either. I think it must have been like two hours maybe. Oh, really? That's really good. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. I don't think it was. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's two hours, but don't hold me to that. Um, but yeah, I a hundred percent would do bus travel, train, anything like that a hundred percent, because obviously flights are more expensive, especially mm. if you just go to Europe. Um, so I've, I've been to Rome before and I've, you know, I was there for like six days, I think, and it was a bit too much for Rome. So I thought, oh, I'll just book a train ticket down to... I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Vietra Salmer or Ma. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> by the Amalfi Coast. And oh, nice. that wasn't that, you know, that was a day trip. And that was really, really nice. You just sat on the train for a few hours mm. and then you were there. Um, and you can just hop on and hop off quite easily and go wherever you, you need to go. But I would highly recommend it. It's dead cheap. Um, and also you get to see, so especially on a train, if you're going on a train, you obviously get to see different sites as well on the train journey. Yeah. Plus it depends on obviously what time of day you go. I went in the evening, but yeah, if you went through during the day, you'd still see different sites as well. So it's another way of, I suppose, seeing the country. Yeah, totally. Um, that's something I've... Uh kind of enjoyed um taking trains in other countries just looking out the window mm. gives you yeah. like kind of see more of it um, yeah yeah no definitely agree um and I'm, I'm glad you're a, a another advocate for coach travel <laughs> yeah 100 uh, percent. i literally did so my australian trip i did the whole of new south wales so Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland. So all up the East Coast. I did that all by bus. Oh, that must have been some long bus journeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really long. I think I had two sleeper buses, which were like 13 hours long. Ooh. So I would get on at 9pm, sleep on the bus, and then I would wake up and it would be like 7am or whatever. Because mm. obviously the time zones are a little bit different in each place. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was... It wasn't actually that bad. <laughs> like, I would highly recommend that, especially if you're going to Australia, go on the Greyhound bus. <laughs> Amazing. And really, really cheap. You get your money's worth. Yeah. Um, I I think overnight coaches are a really good idea. I've done an overnight coach to Paris before. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that is like 10 hours. Um, but I, I, the same as you, I thought it was fine. I just slept. Um, yeah. But I, I thought you you need to know what you're getting into it's not going to be lovely but if you know, oh no it's not gonna be glamorous yeah <laughs> exactly but if you're if you're okay with that then yeah absolutely yeah advocate the coach travel definitely 
because I think it cost me like 10 euros to go to Paris. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. insane. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend if anyone um, wants to do very cheap travel. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so moving on from that, what's uh what would what's the best country you would say you've been to so far um i would probably say croatia or greece i can't Ooh. really decide between the two Strong contenders. Um, <laughs> yeah they're they're the top ones so far um croatia i mean i haven't heard a lot of like i haven't heard a lot about croatia at all and i haven't really seen that many people go to Croatia out of like friends and family um so it never really occurred to me till um I actually saw one of my friends that went on a sail Croatia trip which is basically you're sailing around to Croatia and the islands because they've Mm. got so many and I was like that looks really fun so I booked it and it was the best week I've ever had I think it was yeah honestly it was just so good and I was younger then so I think this was this was my first solo trip by myself and I think that's probably why it's probably it means such a lot to me Mm. um but yeah the country itself is just so beautiful the ocean is so clear the islands are just they're just so beautiful in their own way um Dubrovnik is probably one of my favorite Dubrovnik and Split out of Croatia is probably my favorite um but it was a party like sailing trip so <laughs> I was drunk most of the time <laughs> so from what I can remember anyway it was great um, but it was really really good and if anyone wants to go on a party holiday sail Croatia 100% is is just so so good you have so much fun um and i i actually am terrified of the sea oh um, really yeah so i thought oh my god i'm gonna hate being on this boat because <laughs> i do get um seasick. like seasick Ooh. so um but actually it was fine i didn't really? even feel a thing i even think i the, felt uh, even with the alcohol as well there wasn't there even with the alcohol really? i That's think impressive. i was so probably <laughs> yeah i know i don't know how i did it I think everyone was just so drunk that they probably just got used to it. I don't, I don't even know how it happened. Mm. I think once we felt it where it was a bit like chalky, but we were just coming off the boat. So by the time we got back on, it was absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, that was my first solo trip and it was just incredible. Um, and the people I met as well were amazing. So I had a really good bunch that I met along the trip with me. Nice. Um, but then Greece, obviously, Greece means a lot to me because it's it's like my second home anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think Greece is just so different to other countries. It's the way it looks. And it's really weird because even when, like the other day, I came out of my house and I was like, oh, it smells of Greek air. I don't even know if that's a thing, but <laughs> it, it generally did smell like Greek air. I could just smell this this distinguished I suppose air to me that I've I've grown up on when I was younger Mm. and obviously visiting my family so I think with the white buildings the you know the blue sky the blue sea it's just 
it's just really dreamy there. Um, yeah. And definitely. I think anywhere you go in Greece is just, I don't think there's one bad bit that you can go to. Like anywhere you go is just really pretty. Um, <laughs> even where I live, um, which isn't even anything special, that like it just, I don't know, it just blows me away every time I go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple of things I want to dive into from from that um when you were saying greek air that's that's funny i remember the first time i went to spain and the, yeah i felt the spanish air for the first time i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> um so i, I kind of get what you mean with that um yeah I, I remember writing that in an english class uh like a couple of years later my english teacher thought mm. i was crazy so i'm glad someone else can uh, <laughs> oh thank goodness <laughs> can relate to that every time i say it people are like yeah you're just going crazy yeah I'm like, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, really no, it's, it's different i'm telling you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and when you're saying it looks so different that's something that blows my mind when even just going around europe i mean think how much the bigger the world is in europe and in Europe, oh. there's so many different places that look so alien to here. That's why I just don't mm. understand anyone who can go to Europe yeah. and be like, okay, I'm done traveling. Like, I've seen it yeah. all. Like, I think Europe is probably one of my favorite. I haven't been to Southeast Asia though yet, um, yeah, or a lot of America. So it's on the list. <laughs> um, I can't wait to go there at some point. But I think at the moment, Europe really stands out for me. America didn't really stand out to me i've only been to new york city um mm. and obviously australia is known for its beautiful beaches and landscapes but i think for me europe has so much history in terms of the way the houses look the all the buildings or the roads and i was actually speaking to my boyfriend about this the other day um and I was just saying that Europe alone has just got so much to offer and everywhere you go in Europe, it just changes. So if you go to France, it's going to look different to Spain. If you go from Spain to Croatia, obviously it's going to look really, really different. Um, So that's what I really love about Europe. Um, Australia does look different. But sometimes you feel like you're in America. Sometimes really? you feel like, yeah. Have you ever been to Australia? No, not yet. Yeah, so it looks, it's really weird. It's, it feels like what they've done is taken bits from Europe and bits from the UK and bits from America. And it's all very modern out there, which is lovely. Um, but it seems like I've, I think I went to Surfers Paradise and I was like, I feel like I'm in America. I don't even feel like I'm in Australia at all because it didn't look anything like Australia to mm. me in my in my head. And like the houses, some of the houses look very American. Um, so it's, it was just really weird to see the difference. Um, mm. But yeah, I definitely think that about australia but then again i haven't really been to i've only been to new york in america i haven't seen anything else in america so um, would you say um that australia is kind of like it looks like kind of like the gateway between europe and america yeah 100 percent. because i like it's interesting you say that i I haven't been yet but i've been there's a couple places it's made me think kind of similar things to that so i went to dublin Mm -hmm. 
And in Dublin, oh, yeah. I thought half the streets I walked down, I was like, this looks just like London. And then you oh, turn really? the corner and I, you, it was like you were in a, like a kind of classic northern European city like Paris or Lille or Brussels. Oh, wow. And I, was, I, I don't know if you've been to Dublin. Um, yeah, I, no, I haven't been, oh, I but I'd love to go. But yeah, so I had that kind of feeling there. And then oh, okay. um, I went to Marrakesh and that kind of felt like the gateway to, between Europe and Africa. Oh, okay. That's um, interesting. Yeah, so it's super interesting that you said uh, about Australia. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, um... There's a few of these gems out there that are kind of, these kind of mixes of different influences and, and, and cultures. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and I suppose, because Australia's pretty young as well, compared mm. to other countries. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's probably... They got their inspiration from the other countries, um, but yeah, it's but it's very modern, very very modern, very clean. Um, you know, they they pretty respect their country, so which I love about that country. So mm, that um, sounds super cool. I'm definitely excited to visit. Um, yeah, I've got I to think... ask though, how did you find the spiders? <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't actually see one spider. Really? Okay, <laughs> I saw that's... more flies. I have never seen the amount of flies that I oh, saw really? in Australia oh, oh my goodness that's kind um, of uh, giving me doubts already it's it depends because it depends where you go so I did western south and east so mm. western Australia is probably the worst really? um yeah and they do recommend because it gets so bad at points that you just need a fly net um but I didn't have one and I remember just going to this this beach called shell beach and it's basically full of just white little shells and um the amount of flies because there's quite a bit of a walk to get to the beach the amount of flies like you look like you're a crazy person because you know you're you're swiping your head and to other people you can't see the flies so you just think that they're just their heads just going from left to right all the time you're trying to knock these flies out of your face really um and they do say that there is like this wave where obviously the fly wave where you just swap swap away the flies um but if you don't if you obviously to to me i just laughed at it because if i didn't i would just probably cry it was just yeah i've never seen that many flies and they're so (laughs) annoying even when i was going to sleep like i could hear the flies and my ego and then I actually saw that they were there and they weren't at all. It was just me because I was just hearing it so much. Yeah, playing mind games on you. <laughs> yeah. um, that sounds challenging. but um... Yeah, other than that, spiders didn't see any of them. I saw one small snake in the wild. That that was nothing. Um, okay, so that's, that's better than I expected. To be yeah, fair. honestly, yeah. people say about all these, obviously the spiders mm. and the wildlife out there, but I think you're probably sharks. I didn't see any sharks. Um, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of jellyfish, so much jellyfish. And I, I was terrified of that. So if you ever go, just be wary of the blue bottle jellyfish. Oh, yeah. But it's not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, cool. So um, that's super, super interesting to hear. Um but now I want to get into um, kind of how your 
now feeling towards travel given covid and post covid going forward you know how are you feeling are you you on the first flight out of here or are you going to be much more cautious going forward and if so what does that kind of look like yeah you know tell us um, tell us your thoughts i think for me because i've just come back from a big trip it hasn't really affected me that much i think if if people mm. haven't been on holiday for a while it's going to really affect them um in terms of they just want to get out and see the world um for me obviously i still want to do that but i'm i'm taking it in slow steps i suppose um just because i've right. just come back from a big trip um so for me i would probably take it pretty slow um mm -hmm. only because obviously it's going to be a bit strange being in an airport yeah i don't know how that's going to look like if i'm honest <laughs> I, I try and visualize it and i think no nah, it can't be like that that doesn't mm. feel surreal um so i think i would be very wary um and i'll probably be more cautious um but then i don't know what the future is going to be like so if everything turns out okay and this covid situation goes then I think everyone would just be back to how it was before. But then yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's really, really, really weird. Um, yeah, definitely. Dif difficult times. But yeah, and I think for people that, because I know um, a friend of mine in Australia, she actually hasn't seen her boyfriend for quite a while, who's actually in the UK. Um, and there's so many people that are, you know, their partners are in different countries or their families are in different countries mm. and they just want to get back to them. I think if I was in that situation, then I'd be on the first flight out. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't yeah. think about it too much. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm actually in that situation. My girlfriend's Canadian. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping to go to Canada in August, but right now the border's shut, so... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'll be on the first flight out. But, yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying with the airport. This is going to be so weird, and you don't know what countries are going to be uh, doing temperature checks. So is, yeah, is that something I just... you're going to look into going forward? Like, checking all the different country websites, seeing all the stuff that they've got in place? Um... I don't know. I don't, th I don't think I would. I don't think I would go that far. Um, I think I would probably just check what the situation is probably like in that country in terms mm. of, not in terms of what they're doing, but you don't want to go somewhere and then figure out when you're out there that everything's shut and you can't actually do anything. Yeah, so you want to research yeah. it a bit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult and very weird um to begin with i think um for a lot of people but i think in the future it'll probably be as if it never happened um but then i, I don't know i like the things that are going on in the uk especially with the shops and the shields that they're putting up to me i'm thinking how long are they going to keep those shields up is it going to be a forever thing or is it just a temporary thing yeah, this is the thing. No one really knows, do exactly, they? That's, exactly. that's, the, that's the thing. Um, mm. And obviously travel is going to go crazy 100% when all the borders have opened up. It, I think it's going to go 
really crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a difficult question, really, because everyone would obviously love to go to a different country. They're probably sick of their own home now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, if I was in your situation, I would probably be on the first flight out. Yeah, um, that's definitely yeah. the plan. Um, I definitely feel for people that because <laughs> if I hadn't come back when I did from Australia, I would still be out there, and I probably yeah. wouldn't be able to come back till next year. Um, yeah, this is the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, so if, if you did go as well, and then the situation got worse while you were there, and then you got yeah. stuck there. I mean, that's something you kind of have to factor into your thoughts now, isn't it? Um, exactly, and yeah. obviously you've got to think about accommodation which I wouldn't have had um because I would I was just, just staying in hostels and obviously the hostels shut and then the borders closed so you would be stuck in that one place um yeah. I so I really I don't know what I would have done out in Australia so I'm pretty glad that obviously I came home when I did um but I think for the people I do feel really sorry for the people that can't see um you know their families or if they had a trip to see their family before or like yourself with your partner out in Canada it's yeah. um yeah that's a tough tough call definitely um I mean as you're saying with hostels is that something that you're is in your thoughts going forward you're less likely to stay in hostels now given given the whole social distancing because I, I mean personally I think that's probably around for a while the whole social distancing. Yeah, I think hostel, the social distancing pretty hard. <laughs> I think hostels will probably struggle after mm. this a little bit, um, just because of that. Um, I think Airbnb and like, I don't know about hotels. There, I suppose you've got your own room, and I suppose you can keep your distance. Um, so I think the I think hostels will struggle um, because obviously, especially if you're in in a dorm. How how are you going to keep your distance? Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're going to struggle a bit. But I think for me, I would probably because obviously, me when I said earlier that I've been in hostels for quite a while, I think it's time to have a bit of a break for for a little bit. And maybe even if I did go to a hostel, I'll probably book a private room now. Yeah. Um, just to give you that extra bit of that space a bit i suppose um yeah i mean i'm super into hostels but i'm kind of on the same page just from the whole distancing perspective mm. i think probably do a bit more private room or stay in hotels a bit more at least for the yeah. next few months um yeah because yeah it's just the whole obviously you're so much more at risk as well um exactly you yeah. don't want to then bring it home to the people you live with so yeah I no, think that's, that's definitely, definitely in in um should be in the thoughts of everyone and as yeah. just a quick question on airbnb actually because I've, I've never done i don't i don't know if you have but i've never done this because you know you can stay in a room in someone's flat or house that they they rent out is that something you've you've done before yeah so so do you mean that you so they can actually be living there and you just yeah, like because that's like what i see a lot shit. of the listings being like they're renting their room out but they also live there as well is that yeah I've, no i have seen that, that yeah. i've never done it oh, okay. um i've always gone for like the entire place yeah um but no I, i've never done it like that i suppose for me 
um, apart from the hostels. Um, if I went through an Airbnb, I think I'm, I'd prefer to have my own sort of yeah. space. Yeah. Because I don't know, when you're living with someone that you don't know, you feel like you're putting up eggshells a bit. You space. don't know what you yeah, can do. Exactly. Yeah, uh, And so, especially yeah, with COVID cool. now as well, you, you don't know like that makes it more yeah. difficult because like you could have it or they could have it and you wouldn't know yeah um, exactly so I'll probably yeah. avoid that for a bit <laughs> yeah um no definitely i was just just interested to see if um if you've done it because that's not something nothing i've done but i know it is cheaper to do that but yeah um given yeah, the context it's probably yeah not the best idea right now no i wouldn't um, recommend it right now <clears throat> Um, and following on from that, do you think, obviously, I've seen a lot of articles recently talking about how much more expensive travel is going to be because of of COVID. Um, and is, is that something that you're, you're kind of worried about or thinking about? Mm. Or what are your thoughts on that? It's really weird because I think at the minute, so if, if I'm talking like right now, I think one the airlines don't really know if they're actually going to take the passengers or not um my sister actually just booked a flight to greece to see my dad and it got cancelled by the airline because they can't have something to do with um like the amount of passengers on on the plane because obviously i think at the moment that what they're trying to do is have one person on each row instead of yeah, having three I've, people i've seen some do that but then i've seen some being like we're not doing this this is a terrible idea so yeah i think it really depends on the airline um yeah i've seen some people obviously have and some people haven't um but i think so at the minute flights are a bit up and down um mm. they can be either really cheap or they can be really expensive because they don't know nobody knows what what's going on and obviously i think what they're trying to do at the airport is stagger the flights so that there's not too many people in the airport oh, itself really? I'm, I'm, so no, that's interesting it this is what though. i think yeah this is what i think just by because when my sister said that her flight got cancelled i was looking at other flights for her and I was saying to her, the thing is, I think they've probably given flight at uh, the flight time, like probably 40 minutes mm. gap between flights. Yeah, makes sense. Um, There's not too many, too many people in the airport. That's it. Yeah. But then obviously if one's delayed, then they're going to be hitting the same arrival time as the other plane, uh, other company that are cu- coming in. Mm, so well, that's a good point actually. Yeah. More delays. Yeah. It's a bit of a, it's difficult and it must be so difficult for them to try and figure out because it's not just one country it's every single country that they're going out to yeah um so obviously it must be really difficult to try and plan that out so i think it can either be really cheap or it can be really expensive depending on the flight company i suppose um but then i think at the moment I think the flights and the accommodation might be cheaper because I think, mate, I think I've heard that Spain are going to be doing really cheap holidays because of obviously they're trying to get the tourists back because yeah. like Greece so um, and, and, an economy. Yeah, so, yeah. and Southeast Asia, 
they rely heavily on tourists, especially the Greek islands. I know that mm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think they might start doing it really cheap and then eventually it will, I don't know whether it will go back to what it was or it might be a little bit more expensive um, for obviously the UK next year. It's going to be more expensive anyway, because we'll have to pay for visas to go to Europe anyway. Um, well, I mean, no one really knows what's going on with that, do they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I read matters. something. Um, and I thought I really need to get my Greek passport because yeah, you're you're it, so you you've got it good. I'm sorted. I'm stuck <laughs> yeah, with the shitty UK one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel really bad. Um, but yeah, I think once I get that, I think I'll be okay. But it's just nobody really knows, especially with UK leaving the European Union. I don't I don't know what's going to happen with that anyway. I, I haven't really been following it because I'm not really interested in politics and stuff but um mm. yeah i really don't know how that's gonna, gonna yeah. go but i think maybe but then i suppose like hotels and flight companies might think okay everyone's had the chance to realize how traveling how much they need to travel and they've probably taken it for granted for a little bit so maybe we might put the prices up so that you know they actually realize how much they how easy they had it before if that makes sense yeah um so i I don't know it could be really expensive and then it could be dead cheap to begin with so i think um a big factor in it would probably be how confident people are traveling if there's a huge i mean i think this is how airline pricing works anyway you know if there's a huge demand then the prices go up so if everyone oh, gets comfortable enough to travel, price is going to be more expensive, so, you know. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's going to be interesting to see what, how many people are just are in the mentality of, I don't care, I'm going to travel anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's very difficult to kind of book trips right now because there's so many yeah. things you can't control, things you could that you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, no, that's it. So. <laughs> Nobody really knows what's yeah. going on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very difficult time. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think I'm personally, you know, willing to accept the risk. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm young, uh, relatively healthy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, for other people, I can appreciate that it's a much more difficult decision. Um, yeah 100% so I think people especially there's some people that it hasn't really affected them um, at all some people it's you know affected them a lot Um, and I really feel for those people um, because obviously it's been pretty hard like I know my nan she lives by herself so um, to have literally no one to talk to has Mm been really really hard um and obviously she can't go out to get the food shop or anything so um luckily my my mum and um her sister have been going and sitting out in the garden to talk to her and just to keep her company (laughs) yeah every day um but I know for a fact she's really struggled with this whole um COVID situation (laughs) and I do feel sorry for the elderly because 
obviously it's affected a lot more elderly people than it has younger people. So yeah, for them to, to say to them, you know, you can't, it's for you to risk your life. It's not really worth it. You might as well just stay in. And my nan, luckily she can still go out. Um, you know, she can still walk and everything. Um, but then being told, you know, that you, you, you can't go, go out. Yeah. I think it makes people want to go out more. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it, it, interesting to see that translated into travel with, you know, the, the foreign office. So like, still, yeah. even though they're getting down these air bridges and they're like, there's reports of, oh, we will be able to travel if this, if they say, mm. oh no, we still, we still advise you against doing that. It'd be interesting yeah. to see if people were like, kind of that same mentality of uh well you know i don't care (laughs) yeah just because you're not telling me i'm gonna go anyway (laughs) that's it and i think for me i reckon younger generations are more likely to be on the first flights out rather than elderly um just because obviously it's affecting more elderly people um so Um, I think for, for them, they're probably more likely to stay in till it's a little bit calmer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that gives opportunity to younger people if, you know, there's yeah. demand because uh, some of the older generation aren't travelling as much. That There will yeah, be exactly. cheaper flights, cheaper hotels. Yeah, so that's something you'll, yeah. you'll think as well, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I think it will be the, you know, the younger generation that will be leaving wherever wherever they are the country's first and i think it will be cheaper for them mm. um you know yeah so, so the, the yeah i definitely agree with that definitely there if you're young you're willing to accept the risk and uh you're yeah you're desperate to either start traveling or get back to it yeah um yeah no definitely <clears throat> um so I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here, Lucy. Thank you so much for uh, for talking to us today. No worries. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, please, everyone, make sure that they go to uh, go and follow Lucy on Instagram. Uh, Lucy, could you say your Instagram one more time? <laughs> yeah, it's World Wandering Lens. <laughs> yeah, everyone should definitely go check it out because honestly, super amazing photographer. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, thank you uh, for being here and I hope uh, everyone tunes in next time. (laughs)